0: welcome to the decades of strength podcast we are sam marcy sarah and kim and we are four women on one mission we are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence build strength and ditch feelings of unworthiness releasing the shame around your struggles is hard work especially if you feel alone And so we wanted to create this podcast as a way to unite women of all ages, from all locations, all sizes and shapes, and really just want to invite you to sit
1: at our table. Come as you are, health and fitness is for everybody. And we're here to remind you that you belong, you matter, you are brave, you are capable, you are deserving of success. Maybe right now you don't truly believe those things and that's okay.
2: When we first got started, we didn't either. But we promise that each episode, we will show up vulnerably. We want you to realize your potential and the truth of who you really are. We will help you step into success and acknowledge that the power already lies within you.
3: If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review, and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Q&A with the Decades of Strength. Today I am your host Sam Altieri and with me I have my three fabulous ladies, Kim, Marcy and Sarah. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey,
1: hey.
3: hey Sam,
0: hey ladies, I'm all good all Gucci. Um, So today, our question is about how to feed your family and yourself and not ruin your progress. And I think this is such a great, um, well-timed episode, especially with everything coronavirus, and maybe you are currently stuck in your home with a lot more people than you're used to, and you still have goals and want to stay on track. So let's go round robin. Um, Some tips for staying on track, not ruining your progress, and still feeding your family. Um, Why don't we start off with you, Sarah?
3: (laughs) what the person who lives on her own, who doesn't really need to, please, <laughs> need to please anyone else. How do you feed your um, family? Except, except my Alexa and my plants. So my plants <laughs> are quite easy. They're just <laughs> water. Um, so obviously I have no um, real to, <laughs> <laughs> to current moment, but I will say that um, year, a few years ago when I actually moved into In With Her, um, who is now an ex-boyfriend, Um, I had to really change all of my eating habits so I kind of morphed into eating what he was eating um, because like he just wanted everything to kind of fit in with his life what happened was that I actually did gain some weight because I was eating uh, man portions and also drinking wine every evening So I think it's just really when you're in a couple, I think it's just really important to be mindful that if, you know, your partner is six foot really active food, or, you know, you know, somebody that's bigger than you and has more energy needs than you that you can't expect to just chomp down the same amount of food and not have it impact your body composition because over time it will, um, it will make you gain weight, basically, which is what happened. So you have to still individualize things for yourself, even in a relationship. Totally.
0: Yeah, like having having some sense of like, these are the things I need to do in order to feel good, even yeah. if you're yeah. gaining or eating this, this, and this. Exactly.
3: And I think I almost had that... I think I got into a really weird competitive mindset. <laughs> I was like... I can definitely just eat what he's eating and be absolutely fine. Look how much I can eat. It was a really weird, really weird mindset, but don't do that because it's not going to work out that well for you.
0: I've totally done that too. So
3: yeah, (laughs) (laughs) maybe
0: you guys can relate. I don't know. (laughs) Well, thank you for sharing, Sarah. (laughs) Uh, Kim, why don't we hop over to you? The one that does have a a full-on fledged
2: family. (laughs) Yeah, we got a lot of people here in my house. So one of the things that I do all the time, whether we're stuck in quarantine or not, is um, I make sure that I have the things that I like and want and enjoy and look forward to for meals along with those that my family likes. And I don't ever prepare separate meals. Like We don't eat together breakfast and lunch. I know some families do. I was just talking to a friend who during this quarantine period, she's like, I make at least two meals a day for everybody. when we sit down, which I think is amazing. But I don't do that. I make one meal that we sit down every night and that's dinner. Um, And I make sure that that dinner is gonna have the things that I know are gonna help me meet, meet my goals, which means it's gonna have protein and it's gonna have vegetables every single time. And then the other things, if we have any other things, I don't necessarily eat them, but I'm not making something separate for myself. I used to do that in gosh, all the kinds of crazy diets I tried. I was often like doing something totally separate for me. It's a lot of headache and it makes you feel really separate from people. Um, And so I make it work like I have chicken or I have beef or I have pork. And then I have vegetables for me. Vegetables is like 99% of the time gonna be a salad. And then sometimes I'll make an extra side dish for my family with some kind of carb thing. Often, they just get another vegetable and fruit, and that's what we eat for dinner. Um, during this time of quarantine, my family seems to have gone a little bit crazy with like, what's the n- like next exciting dinner we're going to try that's like something different we haven't had in forever? So we're like eating all these random things that I, we don't typically make, and I'm handling that by having smaller portions of like, we're going to have chicken cordon bleu, and homemade mac and cheese. And my husband's going to make spetzle. And we've been doing like, oh, they made like penne pasta with vodka sauce, like just all this like really high calorie stuff recently. And I'll usually have some, and then I'll have like my lunch leftovers, which is usually a salad with some kind of other protein we've had thrown in. So I'm still having some of it and feeling like I'm participating in family dinner, but I'm getting the protein and the vegetables that I need that are going to keep me full um, without making totally separate meals. Like I'm not gonna grill myself a piece of chicken if they're having if they're having pasta. like that's crazy to me. Like I don't want to be that separate. Um, but I'll totally eat last night's chicken, you know, or something like that and have some of the pasta.
0: Yeah, I love that like resourcefulness around it, it seems like it's like, and I think kind of admiring you and your shift for going from once being isolated and feeling like, oh, I can't even I can't even participate in their dinner at all. So I'm just gonna make my whole thing. And Mm -hmm. it becomes very like black and white, like them versus me. Whereas now I feel like you're kind of like, how can I integrate as much as possible while still maintaining my goal? So I think that's huge to remember you guys, like you can do both.
2: You can do both. It doesn't have to be an either or thing. And the other thing that I'm doing during this crazy quarantine time for people listening now, like in real time, I'm still keeping a real sense of um, familiarity with the same types of meals. We've always, like I eat pretty healthy. My family does as well. Protein, vegetable, fruit. And we're still doing that a lot of nights. Like last night, we had a regular roll, like I would serve this any week. And then, and tonight we're having tacos, which I serve all the time. Um, and, but, you know, Sunday night and Wednesday night, we're eating these crazy high things, So I'm still keeping like regular meals in the mix. We're not just going all to like eating cereal every night. Totally,
0: yeah, and I think that's so important to keep some of that structure, especially amidst all the uncertainty. It's like, yeah, keep your staples, sure, you can try new things, but like it's funny that Corona has almost like expanded everyone's like need to get really creative in the kitchen because well, what else is there to do? It's
3: like,
2: well, it's I don't like a recipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's true like we're gonna try beef Wellington. do you guys even know what that is? <gasps> Yes, I had it on Christmas day. My brother yeah. cooked it. It's, oh my God, it's
3: amazing. You're so my
2: teenager it. likes cooking and he randomly said at dinner night, he's like, I really want us to make beef Wellington. So I looked into it and I'm like, that's a process. Like that is not going to be easy. Um, so that's going to be like a project and we're going to do that, but it's not <laughs> going to be a, become a staple in our diet for many reasons. One of which is, that, is I don't have that time or interest in cooking. What is, is that the one part? that you like wrap, wrap the steak or the beef in
1: like a, not like a phyllo dough, but yeah, some yeah, sort like of puff pastry. pastry. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, it's still get out. Hurt okay, Love that crazy. stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. Yeah.
0: Mm. Well, mm. now I know what I can go food perv later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> amazing. Uh Marcy, let's turn it over to you.
1: Okay. So similar to Sarah, I and you, Sam, I do not have a family. I don't have anyone to cook for. I just have some dog food to put in a dish. But <laughs> <laughs>
0: God. Although I was wondering where that was going. <laughs>
1: yeah. What the Wesley does get lots of people food. I have to admit. So when I was in my relationship and living with my boyfriend, we did things completely separately because for multiple reasons. One, um, he was two hundred and sixty-five pounds, a power lifter. And had a very high caloric need. Um, two, he had no like no appetite. He really was not into food. He kind of had to force feed himself, which was hard for me because like I'm such a foodie. I love to cook. I love to cook for people. I love just the experience of eating and communing together. Um and he just wasn't really that into it. It was just like, let me shovel down as much food as possible and just move on with my day. He sometimes would these people are serial killers. I forgot to eat. <laughs>
0: I'm like um, who are you?
1: I don't think like that um You know, or when he was at the gym till 7.30 at night, he would come home and take a shower and then not be ready to eat dinner until like 8.30 or 9. So Mm -hmm. I would always eat before he got home. So yeah, we had a very interesting situation. I am incredibly health conscious. He wasn't, so oftentimes he would just order DoorDash and I was not going to be ordering DoorDash four or five times a night or excuse me, a week. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, so we just kind of like fended for ourselves and occasionally I would make something for him and that was just super simple. It was either just like ground beef and rice or chicken and pasta. So I was not cooking elaborate meals. And because I have a much more strict diet, which I've talked about on the podcast before, um, you know, no gluten, no dairy, things like that. I couldn't, we really couldn't eat the same meals. And he was so, so picky that he wasn't going to be eating like the ground turkey cabbage stir fry with a coconut wrap, you know, like that I liked. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we just did different things and it worked out. So uh, no problems really there. I was just committed to what I needed to do for myself. And thankfully, like he didn't give me a hard time for it, which was nice. And then when I do go over to my parents' house or we have a family dinner, typically what I do, because again, they eat very differently than I do. Like they often include, you know, gluten or something like that, which I can't have. So I will usually, like my mom will cook, a, excuse me, a staple protein source, whether it was like a roast chicken, salmon, steak, and then I will be in charge of my own side dish. So if they're going to have pasta or something like that, I'll make, you know, sweet potatoes and a salad. Um, Yeah, so I just really take control of myself. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that. Mine's,
0: my experience is pretty similar to yours, Marcy, Um, although it started like Sarah's, um, where I, especially when I first got into a relationship with Kurt, like, I just would always wing it, and i just show up there, and he would be, like, eating pasta and sauce, and I'm like, "Uh, what? Like, this is, (laughs) I don't, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> and so I I realized like, okay, I have to start bringing stuff over or tell him what I need so that we can like still spend time together and eat together and it's not weird. And so, you know, over over the course of the past year and a few months, he knows like the things I need to eat and he's like, oh yeah, like I'm going to make us dinner, like pick out your veggie, you know? So like he's very clear on that. And so I've created kind of like boundaries around it. Mm -hmm. And if not, like, we often will eat different things, but just sit next to each other. And like, that's, that's honestly what matters. It's not really like that we're eating the same meal. It's more just like that we're sitting next to each other and like having that time. Um, So often when I go to his place, I'll just like bring some food. If I know we're going to be doing dinner, I'll like bring something or I'll be like, hey, do you have this there? And if, if not, then I'll go take care of myself. Because I think I just used to always expect like, oh, I'll just figure it out when I get there. And then me figuring out when I got there was me saying fuck it and just not actually doing the things I needed to do to feel good. So Mm -hmm. definitely preparing for whatever it is so that you need whatever those things are just to feel good. Um, And for me, that's usually having some side dish or some extra veggie or some volume food to just make me feel satisfied and still enjoy the, the meal.
1: Um, let's touch on one more thing. And I know we've done a full episode on this in the past and, but for anybody who maybe has not listened to that, like creating boundaries and setting up your environment for success, especially when you're living with other people. So, you know, going back to my relationship, like we still see each other. Like I go over to his house and man, usually like I can avoid the things that he will eat, like the pop tarts and the cereal and stuff like this but Kim, you're gonna appreciate what I say here. He went to Sprout, and I guess it was like the last thing on the shelf because of coronavirus, people were like freaked out. So they cleared out like all of the chips and things like that. And what was left were these like popped corn chips. So they're very low fat. They're, I don't Are know they how- popcorners? much Yes, popcorn or something like that. I some, love them. Oh. They're so good. I'm like I'm just gonna have one try these things out bad idea bad idea because he continues to buy them and I continue to eat like half the bag same thing happened he brought it home those um simple mills almond crackers I'm like yeah I'm gonna have a few of these next thing you know I'm eating half the box so usually I can control myself around that and I even said to him uh, you know, I am not the type of person who will go out to the store and buy that stuff for myself and bring it home. If the package is closed, I won't open it. But if the package is open, mm-hmm. I that like, like, can, like give me permission. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and totally. then yeah, She'll and they'll totally." And oh my gosh, they're so so good. It's like the texture and just everything about them. Oh my gosh, so. Yeah. And I hate to use the word trigger food, but those types of you know snacky things are kind of the, the food that I have a harder time stopping myself around, especially if I'm stressed out. But yeah, so maybe some strategies for the listeners. If you are living in a household where you're bringing in snack type foods that for your kids, especially now that they're home all the time, what would you do in that situation? So maybe throw it over to Kim
2: uh, so for me, the number one strategy I use is I do not eat out of packages, boxes, and bags. If I'm going to have snack type foods, I put them on a plate or in a bowl and sit down to eat them. I literally did that with popcorners today. I love those things. My daughter started buying them, I don't know, a month ago, a couple of weeks back before all of this stuff started and wow, they're good. And I could totally eat a bag. I could sit here at the computer and do my work and just eat an entire bag. if easy. If I let myself. And so I take the serving, which I think is nine. No, it's more than nine. Whatever 20. I look at the bag, is it 20? Yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember being pleasantly surprised what the serving size was. So I think I expected it to be nine and putting it on my plate and sitting down to eat it. So that's my number one um, strategy that I use to give myself that bright line. Um, the other thing I would say um, is try not to bring in the things that like are really the things that you struggle with. Get your kids the other things, you know, like mm. I was talking about- I don't know who this was. I was talking about one of you ladies the other day, like chocolate pop tarts. I love them. I love chocolate fudge pop tarts. So we don't buy those. We buy all the other kinds that they like that I think are disgusting. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you can't eat pop tarts. I just don't bring in the things that I know would like really trigger me to be like, Ooh, I want that. Not that I couldn't control myself because I could, but there's no reason to, you know, needlessly tempt myself. Yeah. Don't make it harder for yourself. Exactly.
0: Totally. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely have experience with like, cause Kurt likes to eat higher calorie things. Like he's more of a, he's not a volume eater at all. It's very amazing. Like he could just eat something like so rich, but he has such a clear understanding of his hunger cues that he'll stop very like, like a few bites in and be like, actually I'm good. I'm like, what, what? Even if it's delicious. <laughs> um, so for me, like it requires so much discipline, um, and so he has like right now in his cabinet, he has like four different granolas, <gasps> and Uh-oh. you guys know like tr- granola was always a trigger food for me. So my like, the rule for myself is like, okay, I just I'm I'm more of an abstainer than like you know having a little bit and then coming away. So I just don't eat it because for me like it's not worth it's not worth it. And I would never go out and actually buy that type of granola for myself. Like I would never actively be like, I'm going to go buy the bare naked granola, but it's because it's in front of me that I like want it. So I'm like, if I really do want this, then I have permission to go out and buy a single portion of it. Right. Or like buy it and have it later, but I don't need to have it right now just because it's, you know, in front of me, I guess. Um, So just planning it and just telling myself I can have it, but just, I don't need to have it this second. So that's good, that's good. Cool. Um, Well, I hope that this has been helpful for everyone listening, Um, feeding your family and feeding yourself and making progress on your goals, all three of those are possible to have happen at the same time. It's about getting creative and resourceful and you know, reaching out to one of us if you have questions about that because we probably have been there or experienced it. And sometimes you just need a second opinion um, or another way of looking at your situation to be like, oh yeah, duh, I could just do that. So please feel free to reach out and DM all of us and we will catch you on the next episode. Love you all.
1: Bye, guys. Bye.
0: Bye. -bye. All right. That wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious, and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us.
3: If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review, and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together.
1: We love you. We appreciate you. And we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode.
2: For women, one mission. We are the decades of strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.